Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special Tuesday night edition of the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. My name is Morley Scott, and uh, we will uh, welcome in on the telephone now from his office at Commonwealth Stadium, uh, the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. As we say bye-bye to the bye week, it's been back to work for the last couple of days for the Eskimos, and uh, we'll say good evening. Jason, how you doing tonight? Doing great, Morley. Thanks for Thanks for. Uh, let's uh, first off talk about the bye week. It was a week ago on this show. You mentioned you are going up north to do some hunting. How'd that go for you? Uh, wasn't real productive, but always being out in the woods is uh, something I love to do, so didn't get anything, but uh, had a lot of um, great encounters and saw lots and got to spend time with my uncle uh, from Indiana and obviously some, some of my really good friends up north. So, um, you know, like I said, time time hunting is always an escape and always something I love to do, whether I get something or not. So, um, you know, I had a great time. Like they say about fishing, there's more to fishing than fishing. There's more to hunting than hunting, right? No question. Uh, yeah, you see, every, every time I've got, ever gone out, I always remember remember and remember more and uh, get to see something I've never seen before so that's uh, it's always a good thing are you able to shut it off when you're up there when you're out hunting are you are you thinking about plays are you thinking about what lies ahead with the Ottawa Red Blacks are you thinking about the final six of the season are you able to just uh, to walk away and just kind of close the door on football for a few days yeah I had my high school football coach up watching this last game and he stayed up for two more days with his wife uh, and so I didn't leave to go up north till Tuesday. So I got to be right after the game with him, and we talked about the game quite a bit and about football in general. And so I thought about it quite a bit, came in the office and stuff like that. But once I went up north, no, I didn't. I mean, I think I opened my computer once to look at some, some film the very last day I was up there. But uh, I can shut it off pretty quickly, I, and I think you need to be able to do that in order to be sane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. You still got a relationship with your high school football coach. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, that relationship. Yeah, I mean he's. Uh, he, I mean, he, I've said it before to other people. He's the reason I love football. I mean, I thought I loved it before I met him, and uh, he made it so enjoyable for me in high school, and cared for me, and cared about me being a good player, but a good person. And um, you know, he was always there for me. So um, you know, I learned a ton from him. Um, and I respect him like nobody else. And, you know, he's just a great human being and uh, has a great wife and family and things like that. Uh, so I'm thankful that he was able to still come up and enjoy a game, his first game. He came up to training camp a couple of years ago when I got hired here and uh, something I wanted to get back to him, but he hadn't made it up to a game just yet. So that was his first game. And he's 
just went into back, had a back surgery. He wasn't walking very well, so his back surgery was just yesterday. So thankfully, he's, he's going to be recovering here in the next couple months and maybe hope to get back up in the playoffs. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, did you see what you wanted to see from your players the last couple of days? I know the, the mental rest, I'm sure, is important for, for you and, and the other coaches on staff, but the players, obviously, the, the physical rest is obviously great for them. Did you, did you see a little extra swagger, a little extra you know, jump in their step as they returned to practice yesterday? Yesterday, no. <laughs> Today was better. I mean, I did see the jump, actually. I mean, physically, it's just, you know, it's hard to turn it right back on. I mean, there's a reason there's a little bit of rust that accrues over a course of six or seven days off. Um, but the energy level was awesome. And, uh, you know, the way they were working was great. So I'm thankful we had yesterday to kind of get back at it. And then today I thought was even better. Uh, was much better than yesterday, and again, the energy level, the the way we're attacking this week, I'm excited for. Um, you know, the guys are working hard and genuinely look happy to be back, which is always a good thing. Of course, getting set this week for the Ottawa Red Blacks uh, on Saturday in Ottawa. We'll talk more about that game as we continue along here on the Coach's Show for Mitchner Allen Auctioneering uh, with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Jason, while we were on the air last week, or just before we went on the air, it was announced uh, about the trade you made with the with the Toronto Argonauts in acquiring uh, kick returner and running back uh, Martise Jackson. Uh, it's been uh, It's been a while since I think the Eskimos have had a guy who consistently has the opportunity to flip the field like Martise Jackson has. Tell me how important it was to add him to the roster. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely been a proven guy since he's been in the league to be explosive. I think he's got seven or eight 30 plus yard returns already this year. And um, so he's just one of those guys that's dynamic every time he touches the ball. Uh, I think if people hold their breath a little bit, um, you know, it, it, it adds a different element to what we are. And, uh, you know, I've been very happy, you know, with the guys we've had. I mean, um, but Martiz is just a different animal. And, uh, you know, when Brock talked about getting him, you know, you, you do get excited about getting a guy of his caliber. So, you know, but I still have faith in the other guys we have here. Right now it's Martiz's opportunity, and I hope he does extremely well with it. Uh, he's a guy who's, uh, I think he's got four or five returns for uh, touchdowns, but as you said, maybe more importantly, he, he, he gets the big chunks of yards on returns, which can just change the momentum so quickly. If you can, if you can all, you know, you're expecting to start at your 30, all of a sudden you're on the other side of center field. It just changes, I'm sure, the play calls. It changes everything when your offense comes on the field like that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's exactly what you said. He's just he scored touchdowns in our league, multiple touchdowns in our league. And anytime you have a guy that's done that and slipped the field as many times as he has, teams have to worry about that when they kick. I mean, punters worry about it, kickers worry about it. You know, guys have to come down, be in their lanes, be disciplined. They can't just come down with the ball, you know, head on fire kind of thing. They better stay in their lanes and they better do things right because if they don't, he can make you pay on every single one of them. So, and that's what he's proven through his career. So, you know, that's why I said I'm hoping that's going to be the case with us here. Um, you know, I've, we all have high expectations uh, for our, our return teams and for him. And obviously, you know, we're excited to have him. How difficult is it to get a take on, on how comfortable he is and how he looks in practice? I mean, I would think watching a kick returner in practice is probably the toughest guy to evaluate. Yeah, I mean, but you can still see explosion. You can still see how he catches the ball with ease. You know, you can see how he judges things, um, the attention, the detail, the understanding of where your guys are going to be. I think all that you can already see. So, you know, and you can see that he's comfortable in his own skin. He's comfortable, 
you know, already two days into being in our locker room, and he's just a good, good kid. He's a good guy, so he will fit right into what we have here and um, and compliment us. So, you know, I, as much as you can't see him take hits, you can't see. We've all seen that side of him, so we know that he can do that as well. But uh, you know, we see him every day working here the last couple of days, and it's looked good. And I know you watched the games last weekend, and uh, that's a great weekend to add a kick returner to your roster because uh, returns for touchdowns were, uh, I think there was four of them in two in the last two games played last weekend. So you can it just plays such an important role in football games. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things when you have a guy that can do that, and when you get returns, generally when you get returns in games, you win those games. I mean this year's probably been a different uh, animal because there's been so many of them. It seems like. But uh, it definitely helps your cause. So it'd be, it's, it's nice to add a guy that has that, that potential on every snap to do it. Um, but it has to, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, you know, I know he's got the, the talent to do that. Another way to flip the field is to strip the football from the other team's offense. You've got uh, 16 turnovers, I believe it is, in the last four games. Uh, you've done that pretty well in the last uh, month, taking the ball away. Your defense seems to be getting hungry. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it today. They had three more in practice today, um, you know, and which is huge. I mean, at the end of the day, I think what's happening is our guys are getting confident. They're playing together. They understand where each other are going to be. They understand the defense better, so they're willing to take chances and uh, they're they're going after the ball and they're attacking things. And um, I think, and then when the ball's on the ground, they're getting it. Say for the Labor Day game when the ball was on the ground a lot. And they didn't get one. You know, we got one. But you know, every other game, it seems like when that ball's been put on the carpet, they've gotten it. Or if the ball's been put up the air where it shouldn't be, they're catching it. So, you know, if we could continue to do that, we talked about today. We're going to need that kind of ball uh, the last six um, in order to win these games. So they're all going to be tight games, and sometimes it's a matter of taking it away and giving the offense another opportunity that's going to help us win those games. There's obviously more to, to winning football than the stats, Jason, and I know you know that, but uh, when you look at the stats for your defense, uh, some of them, it appears that they're struggling. I mean, they're 6th and 7th in some categories. Give me your take on your defense and, and the way they're playing right now. I guess most importantly, uh, they're giving up uh, only 26 points a game on average, but that's all been a little bit different lately, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at our last, whatever it is, six or seven games we've played. I mean, you take out Labor, they're not Labor to the rematch game when mm-hmm. it was 23 points scored going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and then the, the, that fourth quarter just was totally different. Uh, but before that, I mean, it's a 20 game. Of, you know, most of those games are in the 20s or less. You know, a couple of games against Toronto where they were, they weren't scoring much so um you know I, I think our defense has been playing extremely good football all year they get after the quarterback uh we've dealt with injuries well different guys have played um you know i know it's not real super real easy to go against our guys i can just tell by the way the offenses are playing against them um you know i, I know there's been stretches where we could play better but you could say that about every team um but you know i think we're growing we're getting better um, and again, I don't look as much at this rematch game because that was just a crazy game. I mm-hmm. mean, the amount of turnovers that were in it, the amount of sudden changes, things like that. But besides that, I think our defense has done done the job. And even that game, if our defense gets us that many turnovers for us in a game, good things are generally going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last three games have all been decided on the last play of the game. How's your heart holding up through all this? Oh, just fine. I mean, I... I don't know. I just expect football to be that way. I mean, I I expect it to be a hard-fought win every week. Um, so I'm always expecting 
things like that to happen. I just I have a lot of respect for the opponents we play, um, and I think we we can play with anybody. We can play our best, and they can play our best, and it's going to come down to tight ball games. So I think when you go in with that expectation that hey. You know, we're going to play good football, and so are they. And, you know, games are going to come down to that. You'd like them not to, but at the end of the day, I, I, I told Brock this at the beginning of the year, if, if, or I tell all of our players, if I can tell you 18 games are going to come down to the final play, would you take that? I think all of us would because you have a chance then to win a game. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you want. That's what you play football for. It's not supposed to be easy, right? No, and I don't think anything worth worth achieving that's easy is is worth it so um you know can we play better so it doesn't come down to the last place sure but again we've played some really good football and it's come down to the very end so at the end of the day it is what it is you know you just want to come out on the better end of it all the time and you know that's kind of where you make your medal and that's where you get your character and that's where you know you live for those moments and that way when they are in bigger and bigger games which all these games now are becoming bigger and bigger you're used to that kind of feeling at the end of games, and I think it's the greatest thing that can happen to a football team. We're talking with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. It's the Eskimos Coaches Show for Mitchner Allen Auctioneering. We'll take a break, be back with more with the coach. It is uh, coming up to 618. Uh, hockey coming up tonight as well, the face-off show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After the news at 6.30, then the Oilers and the Canucks will play at 8.30 tonight. The Coaches Show continues when we come back on 6.30, Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio. 6.30, Chad. Eskimos getting set for the Ottawa Red Blacks in Ottawa on Saturday. We'll have it for you here on 6.30. Chad, the voice of the Eskimos, 2 o'clock is kickoff. 12.30 for the countdown to kickoff with myself and Dave Campbell from Ottawa. The Eskimos and Red Blacks are both 7-5 and five as Jason Moss uh, joins us again. Uh, Jason, at 7-5, and five, you got uh, six games to go. Are you, are you confident with where you sit right now in the standings and with what your schedule looks like going forward? Um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you'd rather be in first place and, and all that, but uh, second place right now and having the games ahead of us that, you know, the, the teams that we need to beat are ahead of us. And so we got six games to go, and if we take care of business, we should be exactly where we want to be at the end. And I think we just need to take it one at a time. These are all big games. I mean, from here on out, we talked about it this week. These are all playoff game, playoff-style games. They all mean something. They're going to mean more and more as each game goes by. Um, you know, so I think we're where we need to be, and uh, we'll go from there. We've been playing good football. Um, you know, the five of the five of the losses, four of them have come down to very little amount of points uh, that separated us. So I know when we play our best, we're a tough out. And, uh, you know, even when we don't, there's there, the game's still going to be close to the balance at times. So, you know, at the end of the day, we just need to concentrate on 
doing what we do and do it well and take care of business. You mentioned the approach of having six playoff games to wrap up the season. That's obviously been your message to the players, talking to them the last couple of days. They all seem to know the gravity of the situation and know how important these games are going down uh, down the stretch uh, against the Riders, against the Bombers, against everybody down the stretch. So obviously the, the mindset has to be a little bit different, turning the corner here, do you think? Well, I don't know. I, the thing about mindset is this. I mean, with the way we prepper, prepare, the way we practice, the way we do things shouldn't change one bit, to be quite honest with you. It's just, I told the guys, I said, you know, I've given you guys a lot of time off. You've gotten your bye weeks. You've had two of them. you got one left to go. I said, I was hoping you guys would take this bye week to heart and get away from football because now it's go time. I mean, every waking moment you should be thinking about football. What can I do to get better? Everything should be football, football, football. You should be loving it. You should be excited to be in the building every day. We preach that anyways, but just human nature at the end of a season when you know it's coming to an end finally and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you just get more juiced. Um, but the way we prepare and the way we practice this isn't going to change. So at the end of the day, I just think it's a mindset that guys need to take to say, hey, this is important to me, and I'm going to uncover every stone possible, whether that's get better sleep, better nutrition, um, you know, stay away from <laughs> some, some things that don't make you perform well, you know, all those types of things. You're just better at, at, at taking care of your body, taking care of everything for now for the next six to eight to nine weeks, whatever it's going to be. Uh, you're uh, you're heading to Ottawa this week to, to play the Red Blacks. It's rare you get this deep into a season and you haven't played a team yet. Is that good or bad that you have a big collection of, uh, of tape and, and a big collection of uh, reconnaissance uh, on these guys? I think it's great. I mean, I'd rather have all the reconnaissance, as you say, rather than have none at the beginning of a year. So we kind of know what they're about, what who they are. You know, you get a feel for the, their players and their schemes. Um, and then you just go out there, and then it just comes down to playing really good football and executing and adjusting if they change. But uh, this late in the year, they're good at what they do. They're a good defense. Uh, they have obviously a very high-powered offense and special teams. So, you know, we kind of all have an idea of what they are, and it's really just a matter of how we match up to that. And, you know, so far I felt like we've matched up to just about every team we've played, and it's just a matter of us going out and doing it again. Tell me about a Nolthorpe defense. What's difference, uh, different about it compared to other defenses? Well, he's just, he gets after the quarterback. I mean, he, he can stunt, move guys around, uh, blitz you. We'll probably see more blitzing in this game than we've seen in a lot of other games. So he's, his big thing is getting pressure on the quarterback. He can play man. He can play different types of zones. But, uh, you know, more than anything, you know you've got to protect the quarterback uh, when you play against him. Um, and hold on to the ball. I mean, you can't have turnovers or anything like that. So, you know, he's they're well-disciplined. You can tell their guys are comfortable with their schemes. They play extremely fast, and they're physical. So um, it's a good test for us. And uh, offensively, they got a lot of weapons, don't they, including a, a running back who's at the top of his game right now. Yeah, I mean, William Powell, I mean, I've had him – uh, coached him, and he's as good as there is. I mean, to be honest with you, I think he can do everything. He's explosive. He's powerful. He's hard to tackle. He can catch the ball. Um, there's not a run that he isn't capable of doing, um, and he seems to get better with more carries. So you hope that, that you know you can limit his carries or his output early, and you know he, they don't use him late or you get up on him early so they don't go to him more or what have you because he is a big factor in every game, um, you know, and it's definitely somebody you keep your eye on and you want to stop. 
Uh, you mentioned running backs. Your running back uh, missed the last game. It looks like uh, C.J. Gable is, is healthy and ready to go. He's been at practice this week, and obviously that's a pretty good add to your roster, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I love C.J. I think we're, we all know what we got getting C.J. We get a big, powerful back who's, like I said, capable of doing everything we ask him to do, and then some. So um, I'm always excited to have C.J. back there, and you know, at the end of the day, he's healthy now and ready for the stretch run. Uh, going back to Martise Jackson, uh, Jason, uh, do you get a little excited as an offensive coordinator to not just see him return kicks, but to say, how can I sprinkle him into the offense to be effective? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that you can do with him uh, to utilize his abilities. I think he's, you know, obviously, like I said, dynamic with the ball in his hand and in space. So, you know, I know watching him in practice, watching our guys cover him or watching our guys, you know, on special teams try to, to get him in front of him. He's tough to do that with. So, um, obviously, yes, as an offensive coordinator, can we implement him or try to implement him? We sure will. But uh, how much, you know, it's kind of hard on a short week for him to come in here and learn things and, and do it. So most of it's going to be concentrated on just returns for us. Uh, it's here to the third year with the Eskimos now as, as head coach. Anything to going back to Ottawa anymore? Is it still uh, still do something for you? Yeah, I mean, I have a great uh, great amount of memories from my one year there. Um, obviously, it's a great city, a uh, great stadium atmosphere. I talked about the team meeting today. For those that haven't played in Ottawa yet, you're going to be in for a treat because that stadium rocks. It's a, it's a, they always bring it as a crowd. It's exciting. Um, you know, the, the city has a great vibe to it, so you'll they'll enjoy it. And the guys who have played in there know what we're getting into. So um, I think it's a great city, and it's obviously I have fond memories of being there and having the success we did in 2015 was special. All right, well, uh, wish you success uh, this trip to Ottawa as well. Thanks for this, Jason. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. No problem. Thanks, Marley. All right, that is uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, and that is the coach's show for tonight. Eskimos uh, will practice again tomorrow and uh, Thursday, and uh, they'll head to uh, Ottawa on Friday. Well, they'll take on the Red Blacks on Saturday afternoon. It's a 2 o'clock start here on 6.30. Chad, the countdown to kickoff is at 12.30. Speaking of start times, hockey tonight from Vancouver. The Oilers and the Canucks at 8.30. Reed Wilkins will be in this chair momentarily with the Face-Off Show. My name is Morley Scott. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.